welcome to episode 287 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Brian Levin. And I'm Marshall Black. Welcome back to another week. Another week, another app. Uh, we got a good one for y'all coming up today. We're going to get a little behind the scenes of what's going on with the Design Details Podcast. But before we get into that, we want to thank our sponsor, Abstract, for making this episode possible. Yes, this week's sponsor is Abstract. Abstract is the design workflow management system that empowers design teams and stakeholders to seamlessly manage version and collaborate on design files. So what does that mean? Well, today design teams, when they're working on stuff, they have a bunch of different versions of the same file. And you often you're having to duplicate efforts of other people and not knowing about it. And as a result, all of that stuff ends up with overwriting and you end up losing work and it all sucks. So instead of spending a huge amount of time searching for files or exporting them from one tool and importing them into another and consolidating all the feedback from a bunch of different sources and not knowing what changes have been done, you can use Abstract and overcome all of those problems. Brian, tell them how. Abstract is like GitHub, but for designers, for people like us. It is a version controlled source of truth for all of your design work. If you are a designer who has used GitHub, I hope you recognize how powerful this idea of a, a central source of truth for a team can be and adding that like layer of the stack for designers is not only just makes so much sense but it will change the way that you work together in the same way that github changed the way that developers collaborate together it's it's a unified place for designers but also for developers and other stakeholders in your company to collaborate and to keep your work moving forward it's end to end collaboration it's everything from you know, when you first get started on, on a mock and how you version that file as it iterates over time, uh, but also how you re request reviews, how you gather feedback, and even how you present it. And then when things are getting built, Abstract helps you hand it off uh, a final spec to your developers and engineering team. All of that is built on a single platform that works both on and offline. Yeah, so uh, beyond just uh, assisting with file management stuff, uh, Abstract's great about uh, improving your collaboration and the transparency between the designers and the engineers who are making all of these products. So uh, in just over a couple of years, Abstract has over 100,000 users. That includes people from companies like Intuit and Zappos and MailChimp and thousands of others across like 75 different countries. They all rely on Abstract to improve the design workflows. You know, as the roles of designers and developers and product managers all become, all the, the lines become blurry between those things, Abstract thinks it's important that teams have a more collaborative and open platform that can enable them to have faster production cycles and have this handoff process to go more smoothly in general. So today's Abstract works perfectly with Sketch, which is the design tool of choice for many product designers. Hopefully, many of you are using Sketch. But in 2019, Abstract is continuing to work on more support for more design tools and more file types, including support for the Adobe suite. So a lot of interesting and exciting work coming up from the Abstract team. Also, they got a new domain this week, so we no longer have to send people to goabstract.com. They actually just own abstract.com, which is such a dope domain name that's so great but yeah abstract.com got that good abstract.com they got that good domain and they got that good product and you can go sign up for free for your entire team they have a 30-day free trial again that's abstract.com go check it out get started you have 30 days to to see what it's like to use a source of truth and it, I, I can already tell you it's just going to change the way that that you and your team build products together so once again that's abstract.com thank you so much to abstract for sponsoring this episode okay follow up 
Yeah, we got some follow-up from last week. So last week we talked about Spectre, the, 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 the main bulk of the episode. We talked about the, the new camera app from the Halide folks called Spectre. And they saw that we talked about it, which is always a scary thing, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, I think the, the tweets that they replied said that the episode was a little bit useful, or I guess they said it was useful and they got some actionable feedback. They liked your your, your uh, color name, that, that neon mint name. Neon I think mint. They, they, they said, uh, Sebastian said he was going to change the internal spec to use that name, which congratulations on contributing to their, I love to their spec. Yeah, yeah. Neon mint. That's good. Uh, they also added the favicon to their website. So I think we yeah. called out that they didn't have a favicon when we were recording and then the next day they added it. We're changing the world, Brian. It's, you know, one one thing at a time. You know, one little pixel at a time and the world's a better place, so... Hey, we need to do this. I, you mentioned it in passing last week, but I, I want to do this this week. I, I want to I do a uh, survey of, of people on, on the Twitters and see how people pronounce F-A-V-I-C-O-N. Okay. Yeah, let's put up the tweet when this episode airs. Have we muddied the waters by saying favicon already? Yeah, I think we've muddied the waters. I was okay. going to say, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're, you know, tomato, tomato, potato, potato, Brian. Favicon, favicon. Oh, ugh, shutters. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll do the poll and see what people think. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so that's the that's a little bit of follow up from there. And we also um, I, I mentioned our uh, the stingers that we put at the end of episodes, and uh, we got a little feedback about that. So apparently, not everyone is skipping them. Grace Lee says uh, she she enjoyed the stinger from from that episode. So I appreciate that, Grace. Also, uh, Jack McCormick, who if you'll remember, put down the the gauntlet of us doing accents, which we sidestepped deftly. He said that uh, he always listens to the end of our episodes, and he learned it from uh, watching Marvel movies and from listening to my former podcast, Vicarious R.I.P. Rip, rip. Rip, rip. Thanks, Jack. People though. still listen to Vicarious. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. The old backlog. Yeah, this is a good, this is a good segue, Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we were looking at some numbers today actually every week before we start recording we sort of go back through the stats of how episodes are doing on design details and we try and look at the broader trends and you know every month we start to get a little bit more of a complete picture of how things are going since we switched up the format i guess it would be last july at this point Mm -hmm. um so it's been a while august i think i joined yeah and well we ended up talking about it for quite a long time today and we realized that maybe this is a useful point of conversation for the episode content itself like maybe we can just be a little bit more transparent about how the podcast is doing since the transition maybe some people are curious but also we realize that the reason that we look at these numbers is because we're trying to improve those that we know we're delivering value to people who listen and if those numbers go up it doesn't necessarily mean anything other than we've hopefully made something more valuable. You know, it's not like we our, our sponsor rates are all fixed. Like we're not making more money per download. Like each incremental download li- literally just means incremental value delivered to, to somebody, hopefully. Yeah, that's that's how we see it. Yeah, this will never be a, a vehicle for fame and fortune for us. It's more about, con- you know, giving back to the community and hopefully answering questions that people have and, you know, just been generally being useful in the design community. We'll never, we'll never go backstage to a Billie Eilish concert and they'll say, oh my God, are you the design details guys? <laughs> Wait, are you Marshall and Brian? Oh my God. <laughs> Remember that one episode you guys talked about <laughs> toilets? <laughs> That's later this episode, Brian. Don't <laughs> give know. away the game. A little, little teaser. Okay, so Marshall, that, that's the, the context. You want to maybe explain what we noticed as we were going through things today, and then we can start talking about uh, what we're, we're going to be working on. 
Well, first off, I want to give a little background on my own self-consciousness around this, around joining the podcast and uh, worrying about tanking it because you guys were a successful podcast before I joined. And then Bryn left and I came in and I was like, is everyone going to leave because they love Bryn and hate me? And so so I've been keeping a close eye on the stats just to see if I'm tanking this thing. Spoiler, you're not, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm very conscious of and sensitive to any any change in, in the numbers that is negative. And I assume it's my fault. But but in reality, there are a lot of things that could contribute to numbers moving up or down. So let's talk about those things. Okay, so as, as part of the, the tools that we use, there, there are statistics that we get. They're a little bit limited, but we have a view into how well our last 10 episodes have done in their first week of downloads, right? So the number of downloads in the first week. We have our top 10 episodes, so we can see of all of the episodes that have come out, which have the, f- the most first week downloads. So those are fixed. They don't, they don't change after the first week. Um, we have listener locations by percentage and listening methods, like so what apps people are using. And then uh, we have an overall graph of like total downloads per day and, and downloads per episode. So those, those are kind of the, the things we're looking at, like downloads today, downloads this week, downloads last week, and, and the uh, diff between those last two stats. Right. So I joined in August of 2018. And before that, uh, let's see. If, so if I look at our total downloads, we're at right around 70,000, plateaued right around 70, 75,000 for the month. I joined in August, that jumped up to 83, and then the next was 100, and the next was 114. So all the way through October, we were we were growing steadily. Up into the right, Brian. Up into the right. Yeah, pretty good amount, actually, from 75 to 115. That's I'm no mathematician, but that sounds like about 50%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, numbers. And so, you know, I, I slept well at night during those months. <laughs> yeah. I, Comforted. I, I didn't feel like I was ruining something that was already good. But then November comes around and those numbers drop back down to 81, right? And then December down to 76. So we're basically back to where <laughs> back, we started. Back to square one, yeah. But we, we have hunches on why that happened. Sure, yeah. So we don't have a whole lot of insight into why this is happening. We don't, like, if, if this was our own app and, and we had uh, insight into how users were downloading and it, it would be a lot more insightful, but it's kind of, we're, we're, we're looking through a hazy window, right? Like a, a foggy very, window. Very foggy it's, window, yeah. So what are the things that we thought might be contributing to this, Brian? Well, so November, we didn't release an episode during the week of Thanksgiving. And then December, we didn't release two episodes in December, actually, I think for Christmas and, and New Year's Eve, those I think both those episodes fell in December. Yeah, well, <laughs> of course, both of those fell in December. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, what I meant is like those Wednesdays occurred on both of those days or something like that. It was like Christmas Eve and, and New Year's Eve were both Wednesdays. So that was three three episodes, which is a pretty significant amount of unreleased content that we didn't fill with, you know, like recap episodes or anything like that. So yeah, so so those numbers would have been higher if we had released more episodes because it would have been more opportunity for downloads, right? Right. So then we looked at, at January. And so January we did as expected. We saw a bump back up. We uh, almost hit a hundred thousand again in January. I think we definitely expected that to happen just because we were getting back on the normal release schedule. And then February back down a little bit. So back February back down to about eighty five. So but again fewer episodes. Yeah. So shorter month. So I I think we feel, if we're looking at this graph, it feels like we're on a straight line overall, which is fine. Like, I think it's 
one, it feels great that there's even a line that exists at all. Okay, so let's, <laughs> yeah. let's get that out of the way. That isn't going straight down, yeah. yeah. But I think with the new format, what we wanted to really dig into is like, are there different things that we can cover in each episode that, that feel like compelling things that help people learn or feel entertained? And ideally, it does so to such a way that it would make this chart go up and to the right a little bit over time, trend upwards. And so, yeah, we should... I think what Marshall and I started discussing for the episode is like, all right, what are we missing besides seasonality? Like we can blame seasonality all we want. We can blame shorter months all we want. But at the end of the day, those don't account for like the macro, you know, we're loosely flat. So uh, we came up with a few lists or a few ideas of what could be contributing here. Marshall, if you want to go through those. Yeah. And, and kind of the whole point behind this conversation is to treat this product like the products we work on daily right like there's no there's no budget behind this and we don't have any stakeholders to please or anything other than our our listeners right so but but what are the the tools we use in our daily jobs that we can bring to this analysis right so some some of the variables that we thought might be contributing factors to either uh, growth or or drops and downloads would be uh, first off, the episode name, right? I think when you are scrolling, if, if if you're a new listener to the show, if you just hear about design t- details and you go to our our episodes page, you could scroll through and see, like, what are the titles, right? Like, is this episode worth listening to? And one of the things we've done is kind of choose an esoteric uh, phrase from inside of the episode that doesn't make a whole lot of sense out of context, but does make sense once you listen to the episode. And one of my theories is that might be contributing to people not feeling the need to to listen to an episode because it doesn't sound like it's about anything. Yeah, what we learned from the past was, you know, before the format change last August, we still did the same thing with titles. Like every title was some random phrase from the episode, but then it was always followed with featuring name of the person who we interviewed. For example, Invisible Unicorns, episode 169 featuring Michael Lomans. And so Invisible Unicorns means nothing. I mean, maybe it gets a little chuckle. But I think the name itself is probably the more compelling reason for people to click on that. And yep. when we switched formats, we basically kept the same idea of naming episodes with this in-jokey episode name. And it didn't. It, it never followed up with the draw of like, okay, but actually what are, what's going to happen in the episode? There's no indication of what to expect. And so I think there's less incentive for somebody new to pick any episode in particular. Yeah, it's the same thing. I think I experience when I I see a new song show up on the you know today's top hits list and I don't recognize the artist but if the name of the song has a featuring Drake or featuring some other artist that I like already I'm I'm more likely to to give that song a chance right yep. so it's yeah it's a, it's a way in and and we've removed the way in from our our titles so and we've noticed that the the titles that are a little bit less es- esoteric a little bit more descriptive of the actual content more literal those do better so for example our our principles of design episode very straightforward title accurately describes the content of the episode that did better than the episodes around it by a lot by like 20 percent. yeah yeah and i i get it i would i would tap on that right <laughs> so in addition to the the episode title there's also the the content type so <laughs> the episode itself yeah the, the stuff we talk about so once we get you in to the episode by by drawing you in with a good title are, you know, is the content of the episode something worth listening to? Are people cutting out halfway through and realizing halfway through follow-up, they don't even make it to the meat of the episode? But we don't know that. We don't have any insight into that kind of thing. So we don't know when people are dropping off. Like, we only know if they download the episode. We don't even know if they listen to the episode when they downloaded it. But that's our only signal. Right. So 
is is the content good? And we haven't noticed a real correlation aside from, again, the episode title. Like if it's not descriptive of a good content type, people might not even be making it in to listen, right? Yeah, every episode's had a different combination of segments. And I think there's a few... Which was intentional. Yeah, intentional. But we haven't noticed a correlation between a particular segment type and the amount of people who listen to that episode. One of the more uh, straightforward variables is the episode duration, right? Like that that could be a pretty big contributing factor if we're putting out hour-long episodes and people don't have that long to listen to stuff or they have, you know, there's a ton of other podcasts that they listen to. They might not have time for an hour episode from us. So we've tried varying the the durations, but that doesn't seem to have any correlation to, to download numbers. Yeah, we've had hour-long episodes that outperformed 30-minute long episodes and and the, the inverse is true as well. So we haven't seen any like anything consistent there. 45 minutes to do well, 45 minutes to do poorly. Yeah. yeah. The, um, so that doesn't seem to be a contributing factor, although it probably is something that we should still keep in mind and not put out two hour episodes. But yes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe people, people would like that. I don't know. Another thing that we do is we have a social media presence. So uh, Spec, our, our parent company, right, the podcast company itself, they will announce uh, when we, and usually we're lumped with Developer T, put out a new episode, and then design details, the, the Twitter account, one of us will tweet out the new episode, and then individually, Brian, I, and Drew will, will retweet that design details tweet uh, to our followers. So maybe we should be doing more there. We we put out a poll every once in a while. We we, we go through and heart on people's replies and stuff to us. But uh, maybe there's more we could be doing there. Maybe there's less we could be doing there. I'm not sure how much influence that has. We might just be preaching to the choir with our tweets. Yeah, I, I'm looking through our, our Twitter analytics right now. And, and the rate of growth there is loosely the same. I would assume it correlates to like how many new people are, are discovering the show. I think we have 7,600 followers on Twitter, and uh, that's going up a little bit, but we only tweet once a week, or maybe a little bit more for replying to somebody. And, you know, there there is something to be said, perhaps, about doing multiple tweets of the same episode to catch not only Western Hemisphere, Eastern Hemisphere, but then there's just people who don't check Twitter every day as obsessively as people like us do. And if they happen to not be online Wednesday and they miss that tweet, then maybe they just forget that the thing exists out of sight, out of mind. And maybe there's a, a better way to schedule that kind of stuff. But also, if we are just tweeting to people who already download the show every week, then that's annoying. So I think there's a balance there. And I'm not quite sure how to approach that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should be adding more stuff to our, our social... Yeah, like tweeting non-episodes related stuff. Exactly, yeah. Oh, we should just be doing that. We should just be retweeting interesting links and, and tweets yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Cool. <laughs> Action item. <laughs> yeah, we're giving them to ourselves already. Okay, so moving on from social media, another factor could be the description text. So when you, if, if you do see an episode title that intrigues you, you tap into it, and before the episode starts playing, you can read the little blurb that I usually write, uh, sometimes Brian, uh, that is like a, a, a summary of the episode. And uh, we've played around with the structure of those few sentences. So... Um, even though the, the meat of the episode happens after follow-up and news and listener questions and all that stuff, I usually put it first because that's the, that's the main chunk, even though it occurs chronologically. And then I, I put all the other stuff after that and end with cool things, like a vague 
description of what our cool things are. But yeah, maybe we, maybe we could play around with the structure of that. I think I think having the meat first is probably best, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think I probably agree with having the meat first. I'm not totally sure on how to address the description text just because I don't know how many people read it. I mean, it is the snippet on like the Spec FM website, which I'm looking at now. So it's definitely there, but I know that I've never read a snippet preview text on my podcast app ever. I always just evaluate by the title. So if I had to rank whether to experiment with that versus the episode title, then I would pick the title every time. It just seems way higher, higher impact. I agree. The last thing that I thought of was possibly release day, which I don't know that we would ever change, which is we've been releasing on Wednesday for four, almost five years now, four years. Yeah. And I do wonder if that has an impact on it because you have to be consistent. Like everybody who follows any number of podcasts knows when new episodes of their favorite shows are going to come out. But what I wonder is if there's an advantage to releasing on Monday, which I imagine is a more crowded day to release in the podcast universe. Yeah, we're right in the middle of the week. Does that affect things? I don't know. Yeah, but I'm, I'm wondering, like, even if you're competing with more people, the people who do subscribe to you, like if you can be there on Monday, it's kind of like a clean slate situation. They might choose to listen to that versus Wednesday, they get to Wednesday and they're like, well, I'm already a little bit behind on my schedule of, you know, getting through this week's podcasts. Like now I have to really choose between which of these three I'm behind on and maybe design details isn't isn't that first choice. Yeah. I wonder if Monday would be good, though, just because like, I don't know, my Mondays are so busy. My Mondays and Tuesdays are so busy. I don't have time for listening to podcasts. Yeah. But maybe it's that it's that whole thing of like people are still hungover from figuratively hungover from the weekend. And, you know, weekenditis is still clinging and they don't want to do work on Monday. So they fuck around and do other things that aren't work like listening to podcasts. I don't know. Yeah. But then I guess you could make that same argument for releasing on Friday. It's like people are already checked out give them something to check out with yeah yeah so so release day is a, another thing that could be tweaked probably won't <laughs> i think the biggest thing is just like consistency so yeah. uh, the the day probably doesn't matter as much as just making sure that you know it's like uh, must see tv you know every every thursday my favorite show comes out or you know same thing with like uh, youtube videos or, or any anything like you need consistency so I, I guess the question is how do we iteratively build this podcast to be more valuable to our listeners agreed and that's the question that we're going to be asking every week when we start recording episodes today we wanted to basically have this conversation in the open mostly so we could ask for feedback yeah what do you think <laughs> we've, we've listed the things that we came up with but maybe we're missing things and i think it would be really useful you know hopefully some people hear this that dropped off and they just happened to be listening to this episode and like we'd love to know if there's any any reason that you dropped off and like you know did the content become less interesting like what can we learn from that and then for people who have been consistently listening is there anything that you feel like has has changed for the better changed for the worse things that we could experiment with either one of the things we listed above like the length of the episode or maybe it's just something entirely different that we are blind to being on this side of the microphone. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the challenges here is that the variables that we change, we have to do it in an intelligent way such that we have constants and we are only changing one variable per episode, but then we have to wait a week to find out if that variable had any effect and we actually have to wait multiple weeks with the same variable changed and with the same constants constant in order to be sure that that variable is, there is a correlation between, or like a causation between that variable and the the results we're seeing. Right. It's, a, it's such a slow turnaround for any analytics changes we make. It's probably too slow. So I think we have to rely more on whatever the faster feedback loop is here, which is probably people tweeting at us. Yeah. 
which is not, it, it's going to be like a self-selecting audience who t- decides to tweet at us and give us feedback. And so we got to be careful with that, but it will be a faster feedback loop than, than waiting a month in between. And also seasonality does actually, you know, we, we, it's easy to blame seasonality. And I think we're trying to move away from that, but there are cases where like, if we release an episode the day before three day weekend or, you know, two days after three day weekend, I don't know, like whatever, some holiday that will impact it. So we got to be mindful of that as well. Yeah. We try, we try to, you know, kind of handicap each of these stats with what our perceived knowledge is of, of their um, effect on the overall thing and kind of behind the scenes factors that we, that aren't immediately apparent. Yeah. Well, maybe we can leave it there and let's turn this over to people who are listening and say, we want your feedback. We want tweets. Uh, you, you can DM us. You can tweet at us. You can email us. Also, was this interesting to like see behind the scenes, like pull back the curtain and see the you know the Wizard of Oz back here and and how all this works? Um, is this is this interesting to to hear us apply our day jobs to our hobbies? You know, yeah. Because if it is interesting, I would love to do more behind the scenes stuff. I think we've definitely learned a lot about not only podcasting but you know each of these things that we've listed. Like we've tried to account for some of that with like the redesign of the spec fm website and i don't know we've we've learned stuff through doing that so if it's interesting to people we can talk more about that kind of stuff yeah yeah i wonder if there's like promises we've made that we haven't kept oh yeah are there things that that people liked about the show before that no longer exist like the interview thing like was that the big draw or was it the personalities or you know uh, i'm curious about all this stuff so your feedback feedback would be highly appreciated yeah and we hand it over to you, dear listener, at this point in time. <laughs> yeah. Help us. Help us. Help us help you. Help us be more funny, <laughs> I guess. I, I guess. I don't know how it could be more funny. <laughs> Impossible for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap up the episode then. Uh, we have some cool things. Marshall, do you want to do this week's first? Sure. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird one, uh-huh. but we mentioned earlier uh, toilets. So, <laughs> Turlets? Yeah. Charlotte. So I got a wash. So I, I've been to Tokyo a few times. And one of the things about going to Tokyo that you you encounter is bidet toilet seats. Brian, you're familiar with this. Yes? This is the only reason I go to Japan. <laughs> if Japan was a shorter commute, I would go there every morning after my coffee, if that makes any sense. Just to eat and poop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it got to the point where I wanted that at home. <laughs> so so we had an electrician come and install an extra outlet in the bathroom next to the toilet because this is a prerequisite of having one of these washlet toilet seats. Um, and we, re- we replaced the, the lid and seat of our toilet with a washlet. Uh, if you're curious about the specific model, it is the Toto S550E, S550E. That's what we went with. We got a good deal on bidetking.com. Links in the show notes if you're interested. Great domain name. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So what's the draw of this? Well, I mean... <laughs> Enumerate the features for me, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's the, you don't have to use toilet... I'm not going to get too graphic, but you don't have to use toilet paper. It uses water jet to clean you off. Um, it has a dryer as well, so that you, again, don't have to use toilet paper. But the biggest thing for me is the heated seat. Oh Ooh, boy. boy. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't pee standing up anymore, man. I sit down to pee because that that heated toilet seat's good every time. Y'all wanted a peek behind the curtain? You're getting a peek behind the curtain <laughs> and the bathroom door and the curtain in the too bathroom. Much. <laughs> <laughs> too far, too far. I love it. Yeah. It's it's really nice. Plus it has it has a thing that has spoiled me. So when you get near this the toilet, the the lid will automatically open up. Oh, the that's seat nice. doesn't yeah. open. 
just the lid, which is another contributing factor to my um, sitting down because I don't have to like touch any buttons. Hands-free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Completely hands-free. And then it also has a a nightlight feature. So if you uh, go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, when when it detects that you're near, it will turn on kind of a soft light so you can see what you're doing and don't trip over anything. Yeah, and it has a little uh, remote next to it, so you can adjust all of these things, water pressure, water temperature, seat temperature, the positioning of the the spray wand, all this stuff. Um, it's really adjustable, and it was expensive, but I am of the philosophy that you should be discerning in the things that you buy, and not buy a bunch of things, only buy one thing for each need, but buy the the best thing you can afford for that need. And, you know, it's like I have a nice bed because I spend a third of my time in bed. I have a nice couch because I spend a good chunk of my time on the couch. <laughs> a third of your time on the couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, I have a nice phone because I spend a lot of time on the phone. And I have a nice toilet because I spend a lot of time on the toilet. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my cool thing is the Toto S550e washlet or just bidet, bidet toilet seats in general. They're a huge upgrade for your butt. In the Japanese style is always the preferred style. The more I've experienced the Japanese style, so yep, and in, in general, yep, cool. Uh, that's a very cool thing. Well, my cool thing this week is two weeks old at this point, but it's an article that I missed, and it's hiring tips. Kurt Varner, he's a design manager at Dropbox. He tweeted a while back. I think this was in October of last year. He tweeted, "Do designers have any questions about interviewing?" He has conducted hundreds of interviews at Dropbox. And he wanted to provide feedback. And so he had this huge tweet thread. Uh, a lot of people replied and he gave a lot of great answers. Anyways, he, he converted that into a blog post a couple of weeks ago. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes. But I was reading through this this morning and it is really on point notes about hiring and thinking about approaching the interview process. Uh, I think he does a good job of, you know, it, it is a perspective. It is the Dropbox perspective and, and the things that he's learned uh, through hiring there as well as his, his previous role. So it's a perspective, but I think there's a lot that can be learned here for people who are just getting into the design industry and are about to start interviewing, people who are working at a small company and want to perhaps work at a place like Dropbox. I think there's just a lot of valuable, concise, everything is concise because it was originally on Twitter, which is brilliant. So you can get through this pretty quick. So we'll have a link to this in the show notes. But uh, yeah, that's my cool thing of the week. I think this is a great article and a really nice bit of value that, that Kurt has sort of given back to the community. So we've done a lot of, um, we've done it from the other side of like how to get hired, but we haven't done any, um, talks about what to, you know, how to hire people and what kind of questions to ask and what kind of answers to give. This is, yeah, this is cool. Cool. Well, those are, those are some cool things. Let's, uh, wrap up. Shall we? We shall. We shall. Marshall. Marshall shall wrap up. That was episode 287. Hope you enjoyed listening. Thanks for letting us, I guess, wax on about what's going on behind the scenes and how we think about the show. We hope it was interesting. Um, let us know on Twitter. We're at Design Details FM. You can tweet at us. You can DM us. You can reach Martial Art individually. You can email us. We're on spec.fm is our website with all of our contact stuff. So however you would prefer to get in touch, we would love to hear from you, not only with feedback on the episode, but feedback on the podcast as a whole. Yes, sir. We are also so thankful to Abstract for making this episode possible. Abstract is the design workflow management system that empowers design teams and stakeholders to seamlessly manage, version, and collaborate on design files. It is a source of truth for all of your design work that lets you collaborate and review and present and hand off your final work to engineers. It works on and offline, and right now it has perfect integration with all of your sketch files, and that's going to be uh, adding a lot more support for new file types in 2019. 
Abstract is a powerful tool that's going to change that you and your team work together. Go check out their new website, abstract.com, or not a new website, new domain name, abstract.com. And you're going to get a free 30-day trial. That's at abstract.com. Go check them out. Thank you so much again to Abstract for making this episode possible. Thanks, Abstract. And thank you for listening. Stay tuned for maybe a stinger after the, after the credit, after the outro music. <laughs> Possibly. We never know. <laughs> yeah, is Nick Fury back there waiting oh. to recruit a new Avengers member? Uh, who knows? Who knows? You just have to wait and find out. Find out in 30 seconds. Uh, thank you again to Sarah and Drew, of course, our master editors and producers who make this uh, show possible, as well as decide whether or not there's a stinger. Uh, I suppose that's a Drew's call every week. So, Drew, it's on you now at this point. <laughs> uh, if you want to hear more shows that Sarah and Drew work on, go to spec.fm. That is our network of podcasts, where every podcast is made for designers and developers just like you. So that's at spec.fm. We've got a bunch of great shows on there. The most recent being the React podcast hosted by Michael Chan. So if you want to learn a little bit about React and hear some interviews with developers doing interesting work in JavaScript land, go check out the React podcast on spec.fm. Or wherever you find your podcasts. Oh, love it. I think that's it, Marshall. I think we covered covered the bases. We're done. See you next week. Bye. I'm offended by other words like um like ask as a noun or or yeah. learnings as mm-hmm. a noun or or the word ideate. Yeah. Those bother me. Those trigger me. But I'm gonna come away from this episode with so many learnings about what words trigger you. <laughs> I just have one ask for you, Brian. <laughs> one ask. Could you not use the word learnings? <laughs> yeah, fucking there's a word for that already. It's called request. We have a noun yeah, for that yeah. verb. It's called request. Uh-huh. Anyways, whatever.